Blog Talk Radio. Go! because we have uh, we have a busy show I'm uh, I'm broadcasting from the shores of Lake Champlain um, in Vermont it's actually a beautiful sunset and uh, as, as you know um, got out of the old uh, isolation tank there did you see that tank that thing rocks man oh my god um, it looked really awesome dude I would love to go in there like it, it, it's a World War One diving bell. Nice, dude. Hell yeah, brother. I'm about to hook it up. Um, but tonight, um, for, night before last, we had a, a ton of fun um, with sticks, with Danny, spinning tunes. Um, tonight, we'll take a bit of, bit of a, a more serious uh, um tone and uh, we're going to talk about Comcast and the Time Warner Comcast merger and um, the implications that um, the Time Warner Comcast merger has, uh, you know, for us who who um, have incorporated the internet into our daily routine and those of us, or not me, but those of you guys who make your living um, on the internet and uh at this point, um, I think I can go ahead and say I'm um, thrilled to have uh, Gonzo, Ph.D., um, on tonight's show. Um, he's going to join us in a few minutes um, to uh, to drop some knowledge on this merger, um, what it means to um, the industry, his industry, what it means to me, um, sort of more the, the layman uh, Internet user, um, and uh, the multi-layered implications that it that it does and will have if it goes through, um, you know, on our day to day. And uh, you know, this isn't this isn't sort of some sort of uh, off in the future uh, climate change, global warming. This is a, this is immediate. If this uh, um, merger goes through, um, the most immediate 
the most immediate effects will obviously hit you in the wallet, hit me in the wallet. Um, and, uh, but the long-term effects um, are really, really what, what I'd like to hear Gonzo's opinion on. Um, Comcast has positioned themselves um, in so many industries um, from from you know from what i what I can tell and and, and the reading I do um, they really do have their beaks in a little bit of everything um, you know they they have spread themselves um, among the appropriate um, industries like building contracting um, development um, obviously satellite communications et cetera but but the day to day um you know the uh the consequences if this merger goes through um you know it'll it'll be tangible we'll feel it like some some of our friends won't be able to afford um the internet or cable or both or the phone um you know so that that's a big deal right there um and uh so i think i'm thrilled to have Gonzo on because I think if yeah, there's several people in our community who who I think could really shed some light on this topic and Gonzo is certainly one of them. Um, so I'm honored to have him, Balrog, grumpy that he is. Um, let's have him on and drop some knowledge. Um, Dalek, can you uh, load any music? Can we take a uh, a little break um, and then come back um, with Gonzo PhD and. Uh, launch the opening salvo against the Comcast Time Warner merger. Oh, yes, I can. So, I'm going to pick up something right around that switchboard of ours. And I don't know what I do. You know what? Just close your eyes. Little boy. Oh, you know what? Let's bring the noise. Bring the noise.
you've experienced the third kind, you've experienced the third eye. Now, you guys are about to experience the third rail on Third Rail Radio with Anti-Aggressive 73 and Dalek. Dalek, thanks. That was an awesome, an awesome intro, and um, I, I'm really excited. I've been looking forward to this, and I've been courting our guest for a while um, because his uh, his opinion holds sway uh, with me, and I've listened to him. So I'm really happy to welcome Gonzo PhD, um, and we're gonna we're gonna scratch the surface um, because it is a deep uh, topic. But about the Comcast Time Warner merger. Um, and we're gonna, we're going to get into uh, you know do a little bit of what it means day to day and a little bit of what it means long term. Um, so uh, Gonzo, PhD, my favorite Balrog, welcome to the show. Thank you so much. Um, and uh, you know r- r- right off the bat, w- one of the reasons I was so intent to to get you um, on on this subject particularly was. Um, you know, because I imagine that uh, it, it, you know, it affects you, um, uh, your work, and also your personal life. Uh, well, I mean, or it could day to day if the merger goes through. Um, what do you like? What are your thoughts off the bat? Well, you got Time, you got Time Warner, and you've got Comcast, and two companies that are known for owning most of the cable television service across the United States, and you know, having had experience with both of them, I can say pretty much that, in my opinion, that they both suck. Um, <laughs> there's, you know, the customer service is, is reasonably non-existent. Um, the download speeds that you're promised versus the download speeds that you get are frequently very divergent. And, uh, you know, they're, it's not like it's two great companies and they're merging. It's not like if IBM and Xerox merged and you'd have two companies known for providing superior customer service. You've got two companies that are known for pissing off everybody that uses them, and they merge. And they both hold monopolies, basically, in separate markets. Um, outside of satellite, if you in a Comcast area, you have a choice of Dish, DirecTV, and Comcast. In Time Warner area, Dish, DirecTV, and, Com- uh, and Time Warner. So they basically hold monopolies in their respective areas to begin with. So it's you don't have a choice. <laughs> you don't have any choice to begin with. So that said, you know you're bringing up the antitrust. There aren't options. I mean, between you can go between cable and satellite, but there aren't two. It's always good to have competition for every McDonald's. There's a Burger King. So we've had that taken away. Uh, if ever it, it was in an area, one, um, you know, Comcast comes in and they buy up the local cable company or local cable companies, and then it's all Comcast. And that happened years and years ago. And the same with Time Warner until you have just two companies who really don't have to care about you. Um, so they don't. And to bring the two together in a merger is um, it's just going to make one giant company that doesn't give a shit about you. And Alec, I think we have the right guest. Um, it, 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 I mean, and it, it is concerning, right? Like capitalism, free market enterprise, free market system is based on the, the fundamental concept of competition. You said Burger King, yeah, one corner, McDo- McDonald's, the other corner. Like, we, we know 
from a fiduciary standpoint that competition um, increases uh, volume, um, you, you know, to a certain to a certain degree. I mean, there's market saturation and all that. But now but in, we, in all markets, it's now either you, you choose either the cable company that's in your area or you choose a satellite provider. And now the one thing that you can do as a consumer is to play all of them off each other. Um, for instance, if you have a Comcast bill, and the bills do inch up over time too. They just increase things vaguely, and you're just not supposed to notice that your bill went up $6 a month here and $12 a month there. And after 10 years, you realize that you know your bill started out at 62 bucks a month, and it's now 112, and you you kind of wonder why. But what they creep what on I, you, they creep it on you, don't they? They, they do. Yeah, they absolutely do. And w- the one thing that you can do, and everybody should do, is if you see a slight increase in your Comcast bill, call them and flip out and tell them tell them that it's 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 that you're just fed up and that you're going to go to pick a satellite provider. It doesn't matter, any satellite provider. And they will scramble all over themselves to reduce your bill and give you all sorts of free stuff that doesn't cost them anything anyway. And, and that little that. pearl of wisdom that Gonzo just dropped, that really does go across the board to most industries. Um, you know, customer service representatives are trained to be non-confrontational. Most people just don't even pay attention enough if you do, and sorry to tangent, but if you if you do, because I do this with Verizon a lot, um, if you do kind of raise ire, um, a lot of times you will get what you what you want. Um, sorry for the sidebar there, but I think that's a valuable uh, a valuable uh, piece of advice. My aunt was paying Comcast one hundred and twelve dollars a month for the past fifteen years for forty cable channels. Now, at the same time, Comcast was offering everyone else who signed up your your typical 300 channels. But because she hadn't spoken with them in 10 years, they pinged her for whatever they could get and never bothered to give her the just automatically unlock the rest of it. And I found out about this not too long ago and said, you know, you probably ought to just call them and tell them to, you know, take a flying fuck. And she called, and all of a sudden she has 300 channels, and she's like, oh, my God, you know. And, 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 and another good point um, about this merger is I think that, that one of like, the long-term effects that this merger could have is, is to squeeze out, um, you know, our, our parents, um, working, our working parents who are on a fixed income, and then at the opposite end of the generation, you know, uh, not just poor people, but also people fucking who work for a living. Um, Whoa, and, look at and, the average and, and it, bill. Go ahead. I said, look at the average cable bill. I mean, your average cable bill is probably, with, with Internet, is probably $125 a month average. I mean, it can go higher, it can go lower. I mean, there are all sorts of variables. But you can, or you can get high-speed Internet from Comcast for 30 bucks a month and get Netflix, which, for instance, that's... Um, my sister has no cable television. She has Netflix, which she runs through a smart Blu-ray player. And she has a couple kids and zero fucks. I mean, they, they watch Netflix and what comes on Netflix or they don't watch TV, which is nice because it takes a lot of the crap programming that, uh, you know, Cartoon Network and whatnot beat kids to death with uh, 
advertisements for crap they don't need. So it's it's nice in in that regard. But she's paying. She's basically getting you know all her television entertainment for thirty seven bucks a month, high speed internet, and eight bucks a month for Netflix or whatever. Well, thanks to people like you and other people in the community, so am I. Uh, it took me a little while to figure out how to do it, um, but I'm I'm sans cable. Um, you know, work off of uh, in Vermont. We have a we actually are part of the Google Fiber optic. Uh, beta program so we have good high speed um you (laughs) yeah 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 vermont rocks um you know um and another thing you mentioned sort of in the in the introduction was bandwidth um and how the manipulation of bandwidth um already happens and you know we're seeing like uh, a juxtaposition between netflix and the comcast merger and and if I'm not mistaken, I think Twitter has jumped on against the merger and maybe even Google um, has jumped on against the merger because of the allocation of bandwidth. Um, this is Greek to me. How, how, how does that work? I'm a, little bit, I'm a little bit confused about the whole issue of net, net neutrality actually being a thing because if Comcast, if, if Netflix is already paying – Time uh, Time Warner is it Time Warner or Com? No, they're paying Comcast. They're yeah, they're paying Comcast, Comcast for extra bandwidth. Well, that right there, there's, that's the death of net. That's the death of net neutrality, which says that anybody who pipes whatever they want over the internet should be able to do it for whatever everybody else pays. Now that you've got the biggest streaming company in the world playing, paying rather uh, Comcast, then that's that's already a predicate for that's already a predicate for the end of that that ends effectively ends net neutrality. I mean, that's, yes. If, that's if anybody if anybody can manipulate or squeeze bandwidth, um, whether it's to uh, you know fucking they woke up in a bad mood or it's you know it's a, a strategic corporate decision that essentially wipes out net neutrality. Without question. Well, just the fact that Comcast, uh, that the Comcast is taking money for Netflix to, for allowing them more bandwidth has effectively squashed at least that particular aspect of net neutrality, period. I mean, it's squashed. They're paying for bandwidth, which that's the whole bottom concept of net neutrality is not to have to pay for extra bandwidth no matter what you're doing. And they're already paying, so they've sort of – Netflix has sort of admitted that net neutrality – so Comcast is commoditized bandwidth. Well, of course they have. And, you, you know, really you'd expect that because streaming wasn't a thing, you know, five or six years ago. Streaming wasn't much of a thing. And then again, five and six years ago, uh, you know, not as many people. It, it, it wasn't the Internet of Things the way it is now where, I mean, everything's connected down to your, down, down to your thermostat, which, you know, is retarded. We, we created the Internet, and... The, as far as the United States and obviously Al Gore uh, built the internet. <laughs> Al. And Al Gore built the internet, and we have the slowest speeds. We have the slowest internet in in the per capita in the world versus there are developing countries. When developing countries, we have an old infrastructure that's based on copper wire versus versus fiber. So if some small third world Asian country decides to go big and they put in 4G or they put in fiber, then the people living there are going to get super-duper high-speed Internet, whereas somebody living in Arkansas 
out in the middle of bumfuck nowhere is not going to get, I mean, at, at best, rural areas get DSL, and it's, it's not even premium DSL. It's shit DSL. It's just better dial-up. So, Let me go eso- esoteric for a second. I just got out of eight days in my isolation tank. <laughs> and, and imagine for a second, and I, and I don't think this is that, that much of a stretch um, for people in, in younger generations, that a corporation could put a pinch on your stream of consciousness. Well, and, I guess that, that and, depends on how much of your consciousness is derived from, 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 from streamed data. Well, well you, uh, you make a great point. And this is kind of what I was getting at, um, is that, it, I mean, that's where sort of the conditioning of, of, of our society, our culture is pushing um, younger people is um, to, I mean, from a neurological standpoint, the brain is becoming more and more tangent, more and more distractible. I mean, you can see that on EKGs, MRIs, etc. Um, you know, so you just look, look at your average ten-year-old who has internet access and his attention span, and you don't need you don't need an EKG or an MRI. You just look at a ten-year-old. I mean, I mean, not that they have an attention span to begin with, but if they ever had one, they don't have one now. Um, so, was, so they're being dri- they're being driven in that direction, right? And then, and then, it's and then and now it's about to get yanked back, like the carpet ripped out from under under them. And I'm not, I'm not saying that that you know the, the, I mean I read you read that that's kind of like that's our thing, you know. But who's to say that that streaming or or images, you know aren't sort of the, the tool of communication of the future, and then to have it rain back like this. Um, and this is kind of the more lo- long-term um, effects of, the, of this merger that, that I find alarming. Um, it, you know, and I, it is esoteric. Well, um, and we back, can get back to the tangible. But Well, reining back bandwidth would have to mean that it was there in the first place. And right, right. now it's not even there in the first place. So... First of all, you'd have to have a better than better than a copper wire network, and even in places that have fiber, uh, you know, fiber trunk lines, a lot of the final delivery to homes, in fact, most final delivery to homes, is still done over copper wire, even in fiber areas, uh, because it's friggin' expensive to run fiber um, from scratch. I mean, you make it, you make an incredible point. I mean, I mean, just to bury all the telephone poles. And the wires that that are connected to them. I mean, the cost is fucking staggering. Well, so to rip the copper wire infrastructure out, I mean, that's like we, we our government's kicking down that down the road as far as possible. I would have to imagine. Well, if you look at New York City and the sewer pipes in New York City as an example, the average sewer pipe in New York City is from the late 1800s to early 1900s, and they're replacing X number of miles per year. But there's thousands and thousands and thousands of miles of sewer pipe in New York City, and even more importantly, gas lines. And iron gas lines, they spring a leak and something goes wrong and building goes boom. And we've seen that happening. You know, that's happening more and more as the infrastructure starts to crumble. And, but there isn't a comprehensive plan to replace 2,000 miles of gas lines or 5,000 miles of gas lines in New York City in five years because 
buildings are blowing up faster and faster. It's still like a 30-year plan to replace stuff that's already been there. So when you look at sewer pipes and you compare it to something as simple as, you know, the line that runs from, from the cable company up to your house, it's significantly less money, but it's still a huge infrastructure investment. And the infrastructure investment is something that neither Time Warner nor Comcast is willing to make. Google can make it because they bleed money. They, you know, I mean, their income is just unfathomably huge. And no matter, basically, no matter how much they spend, they can't spend it as fast as they make it. So they can do things like wire up Austin or Vermont, and they can do these, these little these little projects and see how they go. And what they wind up doing is they wind up making Comcast and Time Warner look really poor, but Time Warner and Comcast don't have nearly the amount of money that, uh, that, that, you know, disposable income that Google does. So, I mean, Google could, if they want to, they can send people to the moon if they want to. And it's, it's like Apple. Apple's going to spend $3.2 billion for that absolutely assed out headphone company that nobody in their right mind should, should spend the money for. And, but it's basically four and a half weeks of income for Apple to spend three billion dollars. And this could be a five-hour show. Um, the over <laughs> the over evaluation of Oculus Rift, really, two billion dollars. Well, look at the I mean, look, at, look at Facebook paying eighteen billion dollars for a for a for a SMS app. I mean, yeah, I, eighteen billion, and then they pay three I mean, billion. I mean, yeah, it's it's mind-boggling. It's just it's money starting to sniff of, of of a bubble again. Oh, it's certainly a this it's certainly a bubble. Look at Twitter. Twitter's gone. Twitter Twitter opened, and they've they've stayed they've you know as far as users go they've stayed flat ever since they ever since their stock hit it's dropped, I at least thirty percent over the IPO, and it isn't showing any real signs of recovery. Because they're flat, they're not attracting new users. In fact, people are using the people that I know that are using it are using it less and less because the novelty is wearing off. Um, same with Facebook. I don't use Facebook. Um, I I got in. I, I started on Facebook when it was very, 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 very new, and I really liked it because it was very simple. But then privacy erosion over a period of well, I mean, it was a watchable privacy erosion, and it was obvious, and they had a lot of public fuck-ups. And I, I bailed on it. Uh, I bailed on it years ago because I got tired of every time they pushed an update, they'd reset all your privacy to, ha, 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 we're going to harvest everything. And you had to go back in, reset everything, and find that one little checkbox that was 20 checkboxes deep that said, oh, please don't do this new thing that's really going to screw me. And I got tired of hunting for ways to not wind up with my face in an ad on one of my friend's pages saying, I liked this because I never liked anything corporate. But they still That's use my That's terrifying, company. isn't it? Well, it is. And they started using people's images in ads. And there's laws against that. And they wound up, they wound up having to pay a settlement. I never got a check. But they wound up having to pay a settlement to some unknown government entity, which undoubtedly just wasted the money. And I, I just had enough. Or I, reinvested I, it in Facebook. Or whatever. I mean, they're, yeah. they're, that's another company with more money than common fucking sense. And you overcomplicate it. It's okay. Twitter and Twitter and its new, its new user interface it looks just like Facebook. I have not allowed that profile change to happen. 
and if they and they're going to just force it on us anyway at one point but it's horrible it's horrifying it dilutes the experience it takes away the simplicity of of the original model and it, eventually it's going to push people it will push people away and it's it also is. given me three seizures and two grand malls and yeah. Stanley, Co- <laughs> Stanley Cohen and I are uh, starting a class action lawsuit. I mean, if, if there's going to be if there's going to be warnings at raves, and all of a sudden I go to like my profile page and fucking I pass out from a grand mall, there should be a fucking warning on it. It's but uh, your point is well taken. I mean the the homogeny. It's like you know. Entropy, can we fight it for for just a, a minute, right? Well, like, keep, the, best keep way things simple. Fight, the best way to fight this kind of thing is to vote with your bandwidth and not use it. The same way that Beats takes a $14 pair of Chinese headphones and puts a B on it and then sells it to some dumbass for 350 bucks and says, oh, this is a really, these are good headphones because... A rapper who hasn't made an album in 15 years says they're good, and people go, oh, well, they must be good. I, I mean, Bose, Sennheiser, especially Sennheiser, makes Sennheiser's shittiest headphones are better, better, than, better than Beats on a bad day. And, you know, it's, it's a matter of, well, somebody sees somebody with this big B around their neck and goes, oh, I want what he has. But the reality of it is it's garbage, in my opinion. I think, I think they're junk, and I have listened to them. And there's just many better out there. For for instance, for inexpensive earbuds, Zags, they they wrap their cables in steel. They're unless you're really abusive, they're pretty much bulletproof, and they run about sixty bucks a pair. Compared to the closest thing Beats offers is a hundred bucks a pair. Doesn't sound as good, and damn sure will not last nearly as long. But there's a B on it, which stands for bitch, because Dre just made you his bitch if you pay a hundred bucks for a ten dollar pair of earphones. Yo, he has a pair. He has a pair that are like three fifty, and they're yeah, horrible. And, well, and that's not that's not in that's that's a non-starter because for three hundred and fifty bucks, you can buy. I don't like Bose uh, myself. I I did fifteen years ago, but they've they've started putting sound systems in Corvettes and then started building everything out of pla- out of metal colored plastic, and I I don't think they're worth the money, but. Sennheiser is my my personal favorite, and if you buy a three hundred and fifty dollars set of Sennheiser earphones, not only do they sound perfect, but they will last for twenty years. Uh, Bang and Olufsen still makes nice products, but you know, three hundred and fifty bucks for a hunk of plastic is just fucking ridiculous. It's uh, it, it's a it's a great illustration of where we are as a culture. Um, to net neutrality, like if anybody can explain this. Uh, to me, um, and, and even beyond that, there, there's uh, there's a move to sort of take the um, you know the uh, the center of the internet, so to speak, out of the hands of wherever it is in the United States, and um, to form a committee. I think it's of 14 or 16 people around the world um, in different locations. Um, to hold the keys to the internet, so to speak. Well, they're holding the uh, keys to ICANN and the, the to ICANN and the registries. So explain it, that a little well, bit. You're just, basically, you're just shifting. It's it's a bureaucracy now, and they're they're going to shift the keys to ICANN and creating new domains, new new uh, new suffixes like .xxx or whatever. 
and they're going to they're going to shift the the, uh, the the power structure from being held inside the United States to an international committee, which really may the only benefit will probably be a whole bunch of new suffixes that we don't give a shit about, like Nigeria will probably get you know dot and I or whatever, but it's ir- irrelevant to us. I just thought it was something horrible. Yes, I know what you thought, and I. <laughs> and when I picked Nigeria, my instant my instant response was shit. That was not. I should have picked Jamaica, but you could, then you could get dot jam, and I know exactly where you were going with that, and I'm not treading on that ground because that's not my thing. But yeah, wouldn't touch yeah, it with a ten foot pole. I almost went there by accident, but yeah, I, I I think that you know moving it to an international committee is not a bad thing. I don't think it has. I don't think it's going to have much in the way to do with what can what what hurt with so much with consumers. Um, I think it might. I think by adding a lot more suffixes, commercial suffixes, it will probably help push development in countries that might not have been looked at by ICANN previously and might have been acted. Might things might get acted on uh, quicker. But as far as net net neutrality goes, uh, to me. When I think about net neutrality, I don't think so much about ICANN. I think more about um, bottlenecking bandwidth and making people pay. And, you know, I'm probably going to have an unpopular opinion, but if Netflix is if Netflix is currently pushing something like it's an ungodly high number, 40 or 50 percent of all the bandwidth getting used right now is Netflix, which, I mean, that's yeah, a huge number. But, I mean, it's huge. And then you figure, you know, Hulu and the other secondary streaming services are also taking up a percentage as well. Should we be paying, instead of paying 8 bucks a month for Netflix, should we be paying 15 Well, if that's the case, if I'm going to pay 15 then I want, I want sick, flawless, perfect 1080p or in the next, say, 36 months, I want streaming, flawless, perfect 4K HD. If they're going to, you know, if we're going to pay for bandwidth, then I want the friggin' bandwidth. I want what I'm paying for instead of paying for it because everyone's got to pay for it, but then having your local cable company throttle your personal bandwidth, irregardless of the fact that you're paying for a streaming service that's paying them, would be this is where we're going to run into, I think, the the majority of consumer complaints. Um, can you make more bandwidth? Can can you? Is it, well, is it you possible to, change, to create more bandwidth? Well, you have to change. You have to change the. You have to change the structure of delivery. I mean, you, you know, before you had Google Fiber, you had either probably a local DSL phone company or you had Comcast or Time Warner. Now Google I had uh, oh my God what a charming company it it, it was it still exists too um, uh, I can't remember what it what it's called but it's something like Green Dog I you know Green Dog Mountain ISP charming company sorry DSL go on DSL yeah it was, was it? DSL it was DSL yeah yeah, yeah. our right. our Which little my little it? town was lucky enough to be included in this Google thing so uh, you know I jumped on it. Um, yeah, and it and was, and was too clunky. much. Uh, it was pretty clunky. It was pretty clunky. The customer service was exceptional, um, yeah. but it was pretty oh. clunky. Well, and and did you have Netflix at the time? Um, barely. Okay. <laughs> I have yeah. seen Netflix run 
over DSL. I, one of my relatives had Netflix running over DSL, and it would not run in high definition. It defaulted to, I don't even, 480? Yes, the, so. exactly. And now, when a DSL, some clunky little local DSL company, you can't really, can't much blame them, but you don't have any other choice because you live out in the middle of bumfuck and you have no internet. So, <laughs> exactly. But on the other hand, if you are paying Comcast for, you know, high-speed internet, and you're, and you have Netflix, and I've seen that, then you should be getting default, you know, 720 to 1080. I mean, it should be default 1080, but you should at least pull 720. And I've never seen a Comcast or Time Warner box default to 480p. So right. they're pulling at least minimum bandwidth for minimum HD rates. Um, so uh, can I actually ask a quick question, um, Gonzo? Uh, is there a, a Google Fiber like uh, optic area right nearby uh, the Colorado area, like around the Western Colorado area, like? Um, no, I, like no, I don't. Know. I think there okay. is, Alec. You would okay. have to. You would have well, to actually. You you could Google that. <laughs> yeah. Well, <laughs> you could Google. And what Google did? But, I mean, Google was smart with this. With I mean, beta or. I mean, they they chose progressive areas with high high uh, you know want of of high speed internet, um, and uh, with they didn't have the infrastructure, and that's how you know they they chose um, the choices. And I do think uh, in in Colorado, Jackson Hole is Wyoming. I think Jackson Hole got it, but um, I think Austin was the first. Austin was the first. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And uh, one more thing. Uh, have you ever heard of uh, a company named Charter? Uh, Charter Internet Services. Television I've heard of Charter Services. Communications, but uh, yeah, I've yeah. Heard of Charter. But uh, yeah. Um, not real familiar with them though. Is that what you used, Alec? Well, yeah, they kind of changed to Bresnan, then to Optimum, and now to Charter, I guess. Well, they're getting so sold and sold and sold, so the likelihood that they're going to wind up either Comcast or Time Warner is probably absolutely, um, absolutely. I mean, Dalek, what you're experiencing is sort of just the the Pac-Man effect, right? They're small company bought by a medium company bought by a large company, and then eventually it'll be Comcast, Time Warner. Um, another interesting thing about Yay. Time Warner is, is their <laughs> his, is their history, man. Um, you know, Time Warner has been around in some uh, manifestation or another for a long, long time. Well, I mean, they were responsible for Bugs Bunny, and I'm a huge Bugs Bunny and Friends fan. I, so, I, I mean, as a movie studio and whatnot, you know, I appreciate Time Warner. But then when they branded, um, you know, then when they branded Cable and, and a whole – I mean, they own – Tons and tons of stuff. It's a pretty vast conglomerate. I don't have a hat, but it is huge. And I mean, they, know, they own so many, so so many proprietary rights, and like you well, said, man, Looney Tunes. I mean, that's my bomb right there. I have but, all. I mean, the, I have all the DVDs. <laughs> yeah, they rock. Those were cartoons. God damn it. Um, but you're right. They have a vast, like, very interwoven um, conglomerate that 
um, you know, has been through these sort of mergers before, obviously. Um, if you remember the AOL debacle. Um, and uh, so, so they know what they're doing, and Comcast knows what they're doing. You know, Comcast is just just one of these sort of bohemian well, equitable you have two equitable uh you know two sort of equitably sized companies although i i i believe but i may not be right i believe time warner's i believe time warner is larger and more diverse although i'm not sure value to value where they stand um i no i think you're right i mean time warner definitely has a more diverse port, portfolio um and the fact that they're kind of taking the lower um position on the merger totem pole is interesting. Um, you know, um, I, one question kind of going back to a point, Google, friend or foe? Foe, absolutely. There's no question about that. Google's do no evil is, is, is the most laughable corporate motto in, in the universe. Absolutely bar none. Google is, Google is absolutely the enemy of freedom of the Internet, in, in my opinion. Allegedly. No, Allegedly, Google. indeed. Google. I, the only thing I use Google for, because it just happens to be simpler, is um, uh, images. And <laughs> for everything else, for everything else, I use Startpage and I, Startpage and its sister IXQuick, which scrape Google, but do not actually but, and um, give you the results. Xquick is actually uh, Xquick. Xquick is like the 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 main person, but uh, Starpage is his sister, um, right? Kind of right. Browser. Yeah. And they're and they're in Holland. They're based in Holland, so they have a, a fairly large middle finger up in the air as far as privacy goes. They don't log <laughs> Google. They go scrape Google for you, and they don't tell Google anything that you're scraping, and they don't keep any records about what what you searched for. So. There's no, there's no possibility that during a nasty custody battle with your wife, all your Google searches are going to come up in a, on a piece of paper and humiliate you in front of a, you know, a family custody judge or whatever. So, and what happens to the duck? Duck, duck, go. Because well, I know, duck, I know a lot of us used to use it. I know, but it, 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 it got gobbled up itself, right? Well, there. The thing with DuckDuckGo, to me anyway, number one, I didn't think they did a very good job returning usable results in, in a great number of in a great number of areas. But they also promised a lot of privacy, but it seems like they didn't mean it. <laughs> and you know, I I wish I was more prepared to talk about DuckDuckGo. I do some. I would have done some reading, but their um their whole we're we're so private thing. There were some issues that came up that showed that they're not nearly as private as they would have sort of liked us all to believe. Uh, right, when, and, when, and, and so yeah. Tor now, like the default web browser when you open Tor is, is, uh, is the uh, uh, IP Quick or the two companies IX, that you and Dalek just re- referenced. Yeah, IX Quick, IX Quick and its sister company, Startpage, and there's no real difference between the two. Um, Start page is a little bit has a little bit more vanilla, a little bit more vanilla kind of feel to it. It seems a little bit less scary to maybe someone who's never used anything but Google or God forbid Bing. Um, but it's you know it's all scraped. The thing is, search engines are such a huge deal, and it's all scraped. You know, yeah. all the information scraped and sold. But you find a search engine that's not yeah. scraped and sold, and you that's you know that's that's 
obviously the one that you want to use unless you feel like feeding inadvertently feeding all your information into a company that's going to use it to monetize your data. So, right. Bingo. And you know, exactly. and if you're on, if, hey, you know, if you're on Twitter and you're signed in and you click on a link and go someplace, Twitter notes where you go and what you read. They may not know who you are, but they build a profile of, of you. And if you save a if you save a draft and don't post it, um, I know on Facebook if you start to type something and start typing a paragraph and then decide you don't want to post it after all and you push it backwards and you know delete it, backspace your way out of it and delete it, that Facebook somehow uh, retains that look, scrapes the keywords of the post that you didn't even post to, figure, to try to figure out why it was that you wrote that but didn't bother to post it. And that's, you know, I don't think that a company should be able to watch as you're typing, scrape your keywords. After you posted, okay, fair game. You're trading, you're trading your privacy and your freedom to be able to talk to people about craft beer and, and, and you know, whatever, that, you know, Facebook crap. But before you post, they shouldn't be scraping as you're typing. To me, that so are they using a keylogger for that, or just like a just like a um, um, uh, a keyword, um, well, maybe like a key, a, the keyword that you enter? A key a, a keylogger within their I guess a keylogger within within their when you're signed in to Facebook. Probably yeah. the simple way to describe that would probably the simple way to describe that would be a keylogger, but it's more of a keyword scraper. If you yeah. wrote I hate Pepsi. Pepsi fucking sucks. I found a dead bug in a can and I'm never drinking it again. And then decided, you know, I don't want to post that. They probably get, you know, I hate Pepsi out of that, out of that sentence. And they go, Hmm, this person didn't like Pepsi. And I don't know what that's worth, but I'm sure they found a way to monetize it because they monetize everything on Facebook, which is why I don't use it. Absolutely. You know, Facebook, a majority of my friends I've known for like, 30 years, and when Facebook came out, um, it was great for that. Um, I, I, I find a very interesting thread with the games um, on Facebook, like the proliferation of the games. That's that's kind of when I raised my middle finger to Facebook. Um, and, and they seem to be trying to monetize it through the Chinese prison system. Not to put my tinfoil hat on firmly, but I've read it. Well, there must there, be true. There's an, <laughs> it was, Alex Jones said it. It must be it's <laughs> certainly, certainly. A I bad. thought it was Joe Pritch. Mm-hmm. Oh no, Joe's Joe's Joe broke Joe broke up with Alex when he started seeing Rebel. <laughs> Ballrug, <laughs> are you smoking? Cigarettes, yes. My man. Um, we funny. have That's we have twelve minutes left. Um, I, th- I think we've we've uh, we're doing a pretty good job. Um, let's take take eight minutes, um, Gonzo, and uh, what like moving forward? Um, you know, I I, I kind of uh, build the show as the opening salvo against Comcast. Um, common sense <laughs> thing, man, because you're like you're 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 based in pragmatism. Um, Common sense things, uh, besides chucking Molotov cocktails at, at the Time Warner building, um, oh, what, can we, what can we do to, uh, you know, sort of, it, 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 I mean, it, it, this merger is definitely not done. 
There's a lot of no. com- and, companies and, and, and even at government agencies coming forth to say that this would be a, insanity. A, I would never. A, I would never advertise. I, I would never advocate any anything violent or reactionary like black block shit, which I'm just patently against because it's it's. You can have a peaceful protest, and as soon as the first brick goes through a window, the news article isn't going to read anything about the peaceful protest. It's going to be all about the brick through the window. That in itself sums up why people who go out and get drunk and break shit during protests probably ought to be set on by the other people and made an example of, and then they stop acting like idiots. So I, I have a serious issue with uh, this, this whole black block, you know, break a bank's window. Because if you go out and you're protesting, I don't know, some sort of some sort of urban brutality, and somebody breaks a window on the news the next day, they're going to say, oh, there was a protest, and, uh, and windows got broken, and people are shitheads. They're not going co- to focus on the actual issue. It takes away from the issue, anyhow. You're absolutely what right. Do, but on the Comcast thing, getting back to that and my mini rant on black block bullshit, <laughs> is, is that the, the way, A, that this merger very well may not happen because of antitrust, but then again, it may because antitrust is so friggin' diluted. But yeah. this is such a huge merger that it's going to take an awful lot of time and an awful lot of, quote, regulators to figure this out. Um, and, you know, it, it will happen or it won't. Um, either way, either way, the consumer isn't going to win either way because none of these companies give a shit about us to begin with. Uh, well, you started, they, you started the show – um, with a comment about customer service and, and sort of just the disregard or indifference these these companies, both of them. Well, let me make um, a suggestion. Call, call your local cable company. Call Comcast or Time Warner. And as soon as they pick up the phone, tell them that you're recording them and see what happens. I guarantee that you will not, have a, you will not wind up having a conversation about your account with them if you tell them that you're recording. Because even though they tell you that they're recording you, they will not grant you permission to record the call. The operator will tell you he's uncomfortable with it, and eventually he will hang up on you. So it's a one. So it's a one-sided thing. You can, we can, you know, we're recording you for customer for customer quality assurance. Tell them that you're recording them for customer customer quality assurance. They will hang up on you. If that doesn't say something about how ass backwards and fucked the whole customer service thing is, uh, that did not much does. Uh, that sounds like suggest, a, like the bone I have to pick with the police. Well, and I, I I knew that you would see a parallel there. I think that if, I think I think that. I think that fact, in areas where it seems like, it appears that police abuses are rampant, that if you put a GoPro on every cop, you will see a reduction in the kind of, in the kind of complaints that, uh, the kind of complaints that, that, uh, that you're finding right now with. What you said is absolutely fact. And, and you know what? The rest of the show is yours because I do want to hear how how we can not chuck Molotov cocktails but still kind of undermine this merger or even just the general sort of sentiment of the merger. Well, um, if you but under, you're, by undermining, you're right. By undermining, by undermining the, if you want to undermine the merger, then don't use the fucking services. If they merge, um, then, then stop, then disconnect, at least dis- disconnect your cable. And if you can find a third-party internet provider that's fast enough for your taste, which is highly unlikely, but do it. If you can't, then keep the internet for 35 bucks a month 
and tell them to stuff their cable boxes up their ass. What you can do in the small, what everybody should do is once every six months, like clockwork, call your local cable provider and threaten to use either or satellite service and make them give you lots of free stuff and reduce your bill. You can do and that. And again, kids, that works with Verizon too. They've threatened uh, yeah. to take oh. my unlimited data oh, yeah. away for like three years. I came back from Europe with a, and got smacked with a $1,700 cell phone bill, which for quote roaming. Now I could have stuck a SIM in my, oops, my shit can't do that. My phone's locked. But I could have stuck a SIM in in London if my phone was unlocked, like everybody's in London is, and I could have talked to the U.S. for like six cents a minute. And in the fact, in the future, I did do that. But I called my company, which at the time was AT&T, and said, this is an $1,800 bill, and you're full of shit, and I'm not paying it. So what are we going to do about this? I've been a customer for X number of years, and you fucked me, and it's not. This is, this is where I draw the line because there's no way in hell – that I made $1,700 worth of phone calls, and you need to do something about it. And they hemmed and hawed and hemmed and hawed. And I wound up with a $600 bill, which in and of itself was ridiculous, but they dropped 1200 bucks. So they basically took $0.66 cents on the dollar off my bill, which that was more reasonable because I was a dumbass, and I sent a lot of data back, like pictures and stuff. A picture, a simple picture text from Asia on a... AT&T or whatever device will cost you up to $3. Now, so the smart thing to do if, if you happen to be in a, like a third world country or whatever is go to Wi-Fi and post all your shots, post your pictures or whatever through Wi-Fi. It costs you nothing. But if you use a locked phone in, a, in, in, in Asia, then you're looking at up to 3 bucks just to text somebody a picture of a sunset. So you have to be very careful. You have to know what you're doing. But you just have to take control back from them by demanding that they do things for you on a fairly regular basis and just keep beating them down. And that's revenue they're not going to get. Because for every one of us that does this, there's 100 people that haven't questioned any of their bills ever who, who keep feeding these huge profit margins. So you, you, know, you, have, to, you have to be the 1% that says, fuck you, give me things. And if Absolutely. you keep doing that – You'll get it. I mean, Absolutely. 100% of the time, you're yeah. never going to get – a Comcast rep is never going to say, oh, go ahead, get Dish TV. There's nothing we can do for you. Never. Their business Their model business. is based on the fact that the consumer will never raise a stink. And their margins right. are designed as such. And, and you know, and, and it, it, what you said, it, it's really valuable. Um, well, everybody should know. We have like a minute left. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm gonna. Well, next show we're gonna we're gonna figure out how to jailbreak a uh, a uh, phone in Asia. Ah, that would be <laughs> most excellent. And, well, good, um, and it was great. It was great talking to you guys. Um, oh, Gonzo is incredible. I think uh, I think this is a archive worthy show. People should go back and and listen to it. And uh, you know, keep your eye on the Comcast Time Warner merger because. Uh, It'll slide through, and um, and all of a sudden your your bills will go up. That's the immediate, the long term we touched on. Um, great show, Dalek. Take us out with the tune. Um, my wife's about to kill me. I got to get back in this fundraiser. Um, back to and, the uh, <laughs> You bet your brother. Always there. Knives, knives and heat. But uh, thanks, Conzo. Seriously, thanks much. from the bottom of my heart. 
And hey, uh, Dallas, and you know I love you, brother. All right. And Pritch, I'll be listening to you next. <laughs> Good um, night, guys. Wait a second. Um, Gonzo, real quick. I just wanted to say uh, quick. Oh, okay, never mind. Well, just wanted to say for everybody else, you're eight times more likely to be killed by a cop. And if you're in, if you're dating somebody that is a police officer, you're one in two more likely to have a dis- domestic violence dispute. Uh, remember to always, always record and film the police. Um, definitely check out copwatch.org and also copwatch. So, hey guys. And never call the police. Love you later. Oh, and never, never call, call the, police. the police. Never call the police, definitely. Um, well, I guess everybody, you know what, this was a great show. Big up to um Big Ups to Gonzo. Big Ups. Big ups to Gonzo PhD. Uh, and we have three more shows. We have three show. more shows. Oh yeah. Um can't wait for Joe Pritch's show. Uh and we'll definitely check it out. So see you guys later. Yeah, we have Joe Pritch, um fo- followed by I think for the first time Porno Pup and Canadian Glenn together. Um, yeah. I always thought they were the same guy, but that's nine. just me. And uh, and then Rebel, and then to close us off with a little rage. So much love and respect, Gonzo. Thank you so much. Uh, very informative show. Dallas, you're the best, brother. Thank you so much. And thank you for listening to Third Rail Radio. <laughs>